Well, folks, I'm back. I'm Bach. I am Bach. And I'm married. Yup. Yup. I am no longer a me. I am now an us. Forever and always an us. But, John, little do you know, and little does everybody know, that this is not my first marriage. Did you know that? No, I didn't I've been know married that. before. To what? The Jacksonville fucking Jaguars, <laughs> baby. I am married to the Jacksonville Jaguars. My first love is Trevor Lawrence. And my second love is my wife, Miss Hannah Bowman. Don't let her hear that. She'll fucking crucify me. But we are back here. The dynamic duo is back at it again. We are here for episode number 13. Lucky 13 for Johnny McCarthy and Joe Miglio. And the episode before the extremely hyped up Legend Series. Tonight, there's not a lot of NFL stuff going around. So why not? go through a way too early standings prediction, maybe some playoffs. I don't know. Just rustle the feathers a little bit. Stir the pot. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get a chance to talk about the NFL schedule release and Tim Tebow and the Jacksonville Jaguars and everything. So we're going to get into that tonight. We're going to get into a standings prediction. We're going to tease the Legend Series at length. But most of all, we're going to talk about my wedding for the first five minutes. PSP, let's roll. You play to win the game. Touchdown! Can't wait. All right, folks. As you could tell, <laughs> I missed doing this podcast. John, <laughs> how are we doing, man? The end of like. You were like, most of all, for the first, talking about my wedding, for the first five minutes. <laughs> I can't. The, I'm crying. It's the most important thing, bro. Uh, how are we doing? It's glad to be back in the chair. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy to be back. I've only, only missed a week. Uh, I hope you did not have too much fun without me with Jose. How was it last week? It was good, man. We had a good time. Jose really, he he filled in nicely. He did I listened to the whole episode. Episode was very nice. Obviously, it was not the same without me, but you guys may do. I appreciate that. Jose, if you're listening to this, you did a phenomenal job. You uh, did, you, you know, you came prepared. You did, you did what you had to do. I appreciate you very much, um, but you're no me. And that's fine. Nobody is. That's, that's not a problem whatsoever. Um, but uh, everybody, welcome to PSP Perfect Spiral, 13th episode. Uh, as John said last week, um, please... If you have time in your very busy schedule, make sure you are going on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Give us a follow. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star review. Download the episodes. We have finally surpassed 500 downloads. John, congratulations, buddy. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to you, Congratulations Joseph. to myself. Congratulations to Spencer. Um, who is our amazing producer? Uh, we're at, you know we we we've worked hard on this and we've finally surpassed 500. Um, how does that make you feel, man? I was not expecting this when we started this journey, um, but seeing the that we did pass 500 is that's amazing. Yeah, Thank you, I'm, everybody. Especially when we started this in the off season, we were trying to kind of get our feet wet. Um, we've gotten some really nice feedback. We're kicking. We're going. 
uh, and we're building a nice audience base before the season starts. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, um, which which is really really cool. Uh, just to give you a little bit of mood on the setting here, um, we have the NBA playing tournament to our left. We're watching the Indiana Pacers and the Washington Wizards right now, battling for the number eight seed. Currently tied at twelve. Um, and I we would be I would be remiss if I did not let John uh, tell us about his barber and our and our sponsor John please get please let the folks at know uh, folks at home know about uh your fine barber and what he does for us man cave barbershop page avenue staten island go see al 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 he's a good good friend of mine he's he, listen you scratch my back i scratch your back there you go i like it he, beautiful um you go see him man cave barbershop uh, 10% off your first cut when you mentioned Perfect Power Podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Keep it up. Go see Al, Man Cave Barbershop, 10% off. I mean, that that's that's a Starbucks coffee, guys. That's a Dunkin' yeah. Donuts coffee. Yeah. All you got to do is say, Perfect Spiral sent me. That's it. That's, that's it. all you got to do. You say. All right. Let's Before do it, we get so. into football, the big news of the weekend was yes. not in the NFL. It was not. It was not in the NBA. It was not. It was not even the 17,000 no-hitters that happened in the Major League Baseball this week. It was not. The biggest news... Was this fucking wedding ring sitting on my finger? Wow. And all I'm going to say, I know people aren't going to care about my <laughs> wedding, but all I'm going to say is this. Uh, John was there. I was. And um, it was a perfect day. Everybody I wanted was there. Uh, it was the most special day of my life. Um, we danced. We drank. We ate. Uh, there were friends and family, and it was the most amazing day of my life. And I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't have been able to happen with people like John and anybody else, my family and friends who were there. So I just want to say, anybody who's listening to this podcast that was a part of that wedding, thank you. You guys all mean the world to me. Uh, and I appreciate you guys joining me when I start this new journey in my life. It was a fantastic party, Joe. It was really great. Wouldn't would it be would it not be a great party if I wasn't? You, I mean, I sang twice. First, you sang twice, which I didn't know you did that. <laughs> which you were like, Hannah doesn't know I'm doing this, and you just started singing. Um, you looked amazing, Joe. Thank you, you so great. much, honey. Your lovely wife looked fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, it was just awesome. Shout out to uh, Nick, good old Nick Potato. What an amazing job. Yeah, a friend of mine, um, Nicholas Potato, also known as Bito, as Johnny calls him all the time. He uh, is Ruby Hachimura berries at three. Um, <laughs> uh, he did our ceremony, did a lovely, lovely job. And if anybody wants to know, yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars were incorporated into my wedding. At so, least three times. And so were the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> so were the Dallas Cowboys. That was amazing. Uh, as Hannah's a Dallas Cowboy fan. So um, that we, was what happened this weekend. We did try. Um, there was an attempt. There was almost a coup. Uh, at the wedding um, to get Joe to open up the fantasy league season on his wedding day, just so we could officiate a three-team trade at table number 10. Jesus Christ. <laughs> my goodness. Unbelievable. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, so that was what we got going on this weekend. And now we've had the schedules come out. Okay. We, you and Jose went over a slew of teams last week. Yeah, what did we do, like 12 teams You or did something? more than 12, I think. You did a slew of teams last week. Um, you guys gave a great breakdown. So I'm not going to be redundant here. Mm-hmm. What we're going to do is I sat down in all of my infinite time off that I had, <laughs> and I went through every single team, okay? All right. And I did every single game, and I basically gave each team a stand a, a record, Right mm-hmm. of way too early season predictions. But wait, before you do that, sure, talk to me. I need you to do one thing for me. Okay, before you do that, Joe, 
I need you to go through the Jaguar schedule for me. Because I need to hear your opinion well, on the Jaguar Well, do you want to schedule. do the AFC South first then? Yeah, so let's do the AFC South first. Because right. I, I want to hear your opinion on the Jaguar schedule. Because we did go over it last week. But it, right. it wouldn't it wouldn't be perfect spiral if Joe didn't go over the Jaguar schedule here. Well, we, so. well, we could go over the Jaguar schedule. Let me pull up my notes. And, um, oh boy. Anybody's an NHL fan, breaking news. John Tavares... Uh, left the ice on a stretcher tonight. Oh my god! After having a really scary collision, uh, so hope he's okay. Yeah, prayers up to Johnny Tavares of the Maple Leafs. Um, you know, so uh, we do it all here on purpose. Yeah, we got we, basketball. On, we so got far, hockey. we've covered the NHL, basketball, mm-hmm. and football uh, in the span and baseball in the span of like six minutes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we are very versatile, but we are sticking with the football group. So. Uh, let's go back to the notes here and where I put... So you want to do the AFC South first? Yeah, yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay. So let's get right into it. AFC South, people pay attention. Okay. So I'm going to go through what my standings are for the AFC South. Okay? So right. why don't you do me a favor. Okay. Guess what you think my standings are one to four. Like the team in the order of In teams? the order, yes. Okay. I think you have Indy winning the division. Okay. I think you have Jacksonville second. Okay. I think you have Tennessee third. Okay. And I think you have Houston fourth. Awesome. Uh, somewhat right, somewhat wrong. Okay. Let's see. You have the Jaguars right at number two. Okay. Wow. And you have right, the Texans okay. right at number four. I had the Titans coming in first. And I had really? the Colts coming in third. Whoa. Um, you I, did say there were some shockers. I, I had the shocker. Titans winning division at 12 and 5. Wow. Okay. I had the Jaguars coming in second at 8 and 9. That's what we said? Did we you say? You guys said 7 and 10. 7 and 10. Okay. So you were right. very close to what I had. Uh, and I'll tell you where I think you missed with the one game. I, I don't know if the exact games I had, yes or no, but I have the Colts coming in third at 7 and 10. Okay. And I have the Texans coming in last at 2 and 15. Texans... Yeah. Own the worst record in football in my standings predictor. Yeah, they are abysmal. So, um, hold on, I gotta text my wife really quick uh, <laughs> to let her know. Uh, twenty-seven, twenty-six in the uh, Indiana Pacers. In oh, is that right? Time. Yeah, very nice. Terrible foul call there. Um, was it really? Yeah, it was just a shit call. On a commercial. Minute thirty-seven <laughs> left in the first we're, quarter. We're on commercial too. Uh, okay, so so let me go to the Jaguar schedule really quick. Um, Jacksonville Jaguar schedule. Here we go. Oh, that's not what I want. I want the other one. Tits McGee, not what I wanted. Um, well, here we go. This is the FBS schedule. That's what I want. All right, so let's go through 1 through 16. 1 through 17. All right, okay. 1 through 17. All right, so I have them winning week one against Houston. Right? Okay. Now, again, all predicated on Deshaun Watson not playing. Okay. okay. Number two, home against Denver, I have them winning that game. Okay. So I have them starting off 2-0, even though we're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars here. Okay? Okay. I have them losing to Arizona at home, going 2-1. Okay. okay. I have them beating Cincinnati on the road. Okay. 3-1. and 3-1. and one. Losing to Tennessee at home, 3-2. and two. Defeating Miami... In London, making them four and two. Yeah, they own London. Okay, losing in Seattle, four and three. Losing in Buffalo, losing to Buffalo at home, four and four. Losing to Indianapolis, uh, in Indy, four and six. I think four, it was four and five. 
No, I think it's four and six. Four and six. Four and six? Four okay. And six. Um, skip Frisco for a second. I can't remember if I had them winning or losing that game. Atlanta, I have them winning five and six. Rams losing five and seven. Uh, Tennessee losing five and eight. Versus Houston win six and eight. Beating the Jets seven and eight. Losing to New England in New England seven and nine. No, six and nine. Seven and nine. Seven, seven and nine, and then eight and nine would be if you had them beating San Francisco. Yes, hold on. Did I do that right? This was the hardest part last week was remembering the, did the I do numbers. That right? I think I did that right. Yeah, I think I did because I had them splitting with Indy. You, you guys didn't have them splitting with Indy. The Jaguars have split with the Colts for the past seven seasons. So we had them losing both games. Right. Okay. They're going to beat Indy once. At least I think they're going to beat okay. Indy once. So I have them at eight and nine, which again is a dramatic improvement. Yeah. From where they were. Yeah. The thing about the the AFC South that I found interesting was um, the Colts. The Colts schedule is not in. I don't think where the Colts schedule is not. Here's the teams that I have them losing to at 7 and 10. Did we go over the Colts last week? I don't know. I don't think we did. I'm just going to tell you. I have the Colts starting off. The Colts could theoretically start off 0 and 5. Who are they playing? Their first five games, okay, are Seattle at home. L.A. at home, at Tennessee, at Miami, at Baltimore. Those Ooh. are their first five games. That's tough. They could lose every single one of those games. Then they get a reprieve because they play Houston in week six. And then they get San Francisco and Tennessee back to back. At tough. Frisco on the West Coast, home against the Titans. I'm telling you right now, there is a legitimate chance. I know the Colts are the Colts and... But there is a chance that the Colts could be one and seven after week nine or week eight, whatever they have there. But I think it's week eight. They won't be one and seven. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that they're two and six. No. Yeah. Now I see as you ran through that. And it's not like the second half of the schedule is easier for them. The back half of the schedule, they play Buffalo, they play Tampa, they play New England, they play Arizona. (laughs) And they play Jacksonville twice and they always split with the Jaguars. Where tell me where there's ten wins in that schedule? No, there's not. Unless they're up. Unless Carson Wentz is 2017 MVP Wentz, there's not ten wins in that schedule. Yeah, they're easily. I could see a lot of those games. They're at least a a ten point dog. They're an underdog. I'll tell you, they're an underdog in the Seattle game. They're an underdog in the Ram game. They're an underdog in the Tennessee game. They're an underdog in the Miami and the Baltimore game because they're both on the road. They're an underdog in the San Francisco game, the Tennessee game. That's seven already. They're an underdog in the Buffalo game. They're an underdog in the Tampa Bay game. They're an underdog in the Arizona game. They're going to be, an un- and they, depending on where they are in the schedule, they may be an underdog in the New England game. Yeah, they're, by the way. So they're going to be a dog in 11 of those 18 games. Just just so you know. Or 17 just, games. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just throwing this out there for you. Their over-under win total is 10. I would... By the under a thousand percent, and because they're here, Tennessee is nine and a half. I'm not I sure. would literally, I would splurge all over the under on that. I, I I'm not saying that New England. I'm not saying that Indy is Indy is bad. I'm not going to be on this podcast. I'm not Just a hard it. schedule. That schedule is absurd, and those first five games are insane. Yeah, it doesn't get harder than that. Those five games, let me just pull it up one more time. One, two, three, four, five. All five of those teams that they're playing, I think, 
I don't know what Baltimore had last year. They had 10 wins at least. Yeah. And if they didn't, Baltimore had nine. And San Francisco is going to be healthy. I mean, that's not easy. It's not. We're talking about one, two, three, four. Four of those five teams were playoff teams, and the team that wasn't a playoff team. No, Baltimore did win 10 games because they were a playoff team. Miami missed the playoffs at 10 and 6. So the five teams to start the year were ten had at least 10 wins last year, and four of those teams were in the playoffs. That's a tough look. They got to just hope that they get a good version of Wentz. I think That's if you're a Colts fan listening to this podcast right now, after five weeks, you're t- you would be happy with two and three, you'd be ecstatic at three and two. I would I would pay the devil to be three and two after that five game stretch. That is brutal. That's easily the hardest. Brutal. That's the hardest first five games any team's had so far that we've looked that at. That is hard. oh my gosh. Brutal. Brutal. And I think I just don't know if they're that good. That I don't know if they're that good to withstand that type of a gauntlet. Like I said, it doesn't get easier in the back end. You got to face Buffalo. You got to face the world champion Buccaneers. You got to face Tennessee again. You got to face Arizona and the West Coast. That's not an easy game. No. You know? not. It's just very, very difficult schedule for the Colts. So again... We got Tennessee at 12 and 5, Jacksonville at 8 and 9. Well, let's say we, me. Jacksonville at 8 and 9, Indy at 7 and 10, Houston at 2 and 15. All right, John. What's next? Tell me, tell me where you want to go. Where do we want to travel to? We've we 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 stopped down south. Where are we going to go next? Uh let's go to the hmm. Let's go to the AFC East. AFC East. We're traveling back up north. Okay. All right. So I have. For you want to go from worst to first, or first to the first to first? Um, I'll do. I'll do my. What did I do before? I did. Uh, you did first to first to last. I'll do first to last again. Okay, shoot. Um, so I'm going. Ooh, this one is tough because it could go either way, right? Um. Oh man, I'm gonna go Buffalo, Miami, New England, Jets. Money, money in the bank, and we got the Bills at thirteen and four. Wow. Okay. okay. You got the Dolphins at nine and eight. We got wow. the Patriots at eight and nine. Okay. And we got the Jets at five and twelve. Marketed improvement. For okay. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I have the Patriots eight and nine because of Cam Newton. If Cam Newton's a starter, yeah. I have the Pats at eight and nine. You know what's funny is when you look at their schedule, you could already see what game you're going to see Mac Jones. You think so? Week five at Houston. I mean, listen, there are games on that Patriots schedule. I'm looking at it right now. Right. Theoretically, I could see them starting off 3 0. Okay. I could see them beating Miami at home to open the year. I could see them beating the Jets. I could see them beating New Orleans at home to open the year. Right. Then they got Tampa. Then they're at Houston. Right. So theoretically, they're 4 and 1. And they get, I think they lose to Dallas. Yeah. Even though the game's at home. They beat the Jets. Right. And they have a little bit of a gauntlet too, right? So they have Yeah, that second half is tough. Right. They got the chart at LA, at Carolina, versus Cleveland, at Atlanta, Tennessee, Buffalo, Indy, Buffalo, Jacksonville, Miami to end the season. That's tough. It's not easy. I don't I don't think now again. I have them losing to Buffalo twice. I have them losing to Indy. I have them losing to Miami on the back end because they usually split with Miami during the year. Right, so right there, that's one, two, three, four. It's f- f- uh, you know, and then you got Tennessee and Cleveland arguing sake they go one and one 
That's five losses already. And we're still not counting Tampa Bay, New Orleans, L.A. at all. I'm not saying they win all those games, but there's no guarantee they lose all those games. Yeah. But, you know, so. Um, that's predicated I think on Cam. This, this, right? is, this is a 500 schedule. Whether they're 9-8 and eight or 8-9, eight and nine, this is a 500 schedule. You know, um, I didn't really. I listened to the podcast this week. What were your thoughts on New England? What do you think? What do you think they're going to be? I think we. I think we were around the same. I think we had them at like eight and nine. I think we had them like bordering that five hundred mark. So you're thinking that after week five, they go to Mac Jones? I think because week five they play Houston, no? Right. So if you're saying week five they go to Mac Jones, and you're thinking that in the first four weeks they're what one and three? You think they lose to Miami? They lose to New Orleans? They lose to Tampa? And they just beat the Jets? With all those weapons they added on offense? I Yeah, I think that's likely. You think it's likely? Joe, if Cam Newton is the starting quarterback of this team, I have I have zero I have zero faith. I'm sorry. It's so just not I could I'll I'll even give you No amount of weapons on that team could fix his arm. Just so. I, I hear you. I'll give you Miami. I'll give you Miami. They're not losing to the Jets. They're I, what is New Orleans? What is New Orleans? Seriously. I don't think New Orleans is very good. New Orleans has Jameis Winston as their quarterback. Yes. And their defense is older. No Marshawn Lattimore, I believe, for the first six games of the year. Trey Hendrickson was not really replaced. So the defense didn't really get better. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. Is that correct? Yeah, they did lose Emmanuel Sanders. Okay. So their wide receiver core did not get better. Where did they improve over the course of this offseason? I just think that they could put up more points than New England if Cam Newton is the quarterback. That's what I, I hear you. But Cam Newton now has people to throw to outside of Jacoby Myers. He's got John o. Smith. He's got Hunter Henry. You know, they um, they got Nelson Aguilar. And they yeah. still have Jacoby Myers. And they, they re-signed James White, no? Yes, they re-signed James White. So now that they have now, all that being said, I still have them going eight and nine because of Cam Newton. But I think particularly we're talking specifically about that game against New Orleans. As of right now, I think they could beat New Orleans. I also don't think it's a wild, you know, assumption that they're automatically worse than Miami. We don't know what Tua is. I know. You remember last year when the Dolphins were down that Ryan Fitzpatrick came in relief to save the game for the Dolphins? I know. I think... It happened like three or four times. They don't have that this year. In regards to the Tua thing, I too am not sure what they have in Tua. I think you're right because they're not going to have that bullpen guy anymore in Fitzpatrick. I think if he wasn't the guy, I think they would have made it very apparent. I don't know, man, because like that's that's the guy that Stephen Ross wanted. That's the guy that Brian Flores wanted. You know, this is the guy that they're hanging there. Every front office hangs their hat on a guy, right? Urban Meyer's hanging his hat on Trevor Lawrence. Robert Sala and Joe Douglas hanging their hat on Zach Wilson, right? Brian Flores and Steven Ross and Chris Greer are hanging their hat on Tua Tagovailoa. That's what they're doing. Miami the last two years was a better team than New England. I'm not denying that at all. And I'm even talking about the 5-11 and 11 team. But I just don't. I have not seen it yet from Tua. I have not seen that game, even the four touchdown game he had. I have not seen a game where I'm like, oh, wow. Like, damn. 
Like, I saw that from Herbert last year. Well, Herbert was just outrageous. I saw that from Burrow. I did not get that sense from Tua. I never. Not once last year did I get that sense from Tua. Was I like, damn. Okay. I see you, man. I see what you got going on. Not once. Saw it from Kyler Murray. Like I said, saw I, it from I agree with you. I just, I think that the team composition is just, is just better. It, that, right. I hate That's you. why I have them up, like above New England, you know? New England. I, I think they're very, very similar. I think New England really closed the gap with their additions this year. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's say Mac Jones was a week one starter. I think it's a different story. If Mac Jones is a week one star, I don't know, man. Are you really saying, are you really going to sit here right now and tell me that Mac Jones, if he's starting day one, is a better option than Newton right now? I do, because I think Mac Jones brings a sense of familiarity to that offense. What familiarity? He hasn't played an NFL offense yet. He's very cerebral. That's great. He's very... You can bring back a lot of the old plays you did when Tom was there. You can't do that with Cam. Awesome. Cam Cam couldn't run those plays last year. I hear you. If he steps on the field week one, it's going to be a totally different game for him. Totally different. Of course. Of course it is. But who's better to have as your coach to ease you into that than Bill Belichick? Well, Belichick is a demanding guy. And McDaniels. Belichick's a demanding guy. Demanding guy. He's not going to put his quarterback out there unless he thinks he's ready. You know that. Oh, of course. I don't think he's going to be ready by week one. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I think Bill's ideal situation is Mac Jones sits the whole season. Oh, of course. That's Bill's ideal situation. And they go to the playoffs as like a seven seed. Cool. Let's rock and roll. That's what I think. I think they're very flip floppy, Miami and New England. I think think New England closed the gap. Everybody clamored last year. That New England didn't have enough offensive weapons. And they did what? They went seven and nine. And then Bill went out and did something he's never done right. before. And so he spent- now what I'm saying, right? Everything I'm saying, you're listening. You're like, wow, okay, Joe, you're talking yourself into them maybe being a nine and eight, 10 and seven football team. I think Cam Newton got worse as the year went on last year. I don't think he got better. By week 17, he was not better as he was in week two. I was shocked they brought him back. That being so, with that logic that I'm bringing up, I, I, I think a game improvement, maybe if they're eight and nine or nine and eight, I think that's their ceiling. They're not an 11 and six football team. They're not I, I, 10 and seven if the, if the ball bounces their way. Maybe. That's a stretch. Maybe if the ball bounces their way a couple of times. You know, a kick doesn't go off the upright here and there. Like, stupid stuff. Yeah. But I think they're an 8 and 9. I think they're destined to be 8 and 9 or 9 and 8. It's just the last thing on New England really quick. It's just so hard to gauge them now because a lot of those... Last year was a weird year. And now this year going in for them, it's an even weirder year because of how It's a transitional year. Yeah, outside of their norms that they were for free agency in the draft. Newton knows he's a sitting duck. He knows he's not going to be back there after this year. He knows and he's he not knows that league. if he plays poorly, he's going to be replaced. Camp Camp shouldn't be in the league right now. I I know it sounds crazy, but dude, he is so beyond washed. And, I think, and that's why it's hard to gauge them because they don't have the Goskowski anymore. Who's their kicker? I think he you know, would like, be best suited as like a Taysom Hill right now. Yeah, because he had 12 rushing touchdowns last I year. I think he's a guy that could come in situationally and really benefit your team. 
Um, or if, if he's not being back there and dropping the back for 30 passes a game. Or. Or. He goes to Washington. But that, that's a totally I know you other guys thing. That's a totally that. other thing. You guys discussed that. But, um, all right, so this is the AFC East. Just to go over to get Buffalo at 13 and 4. Uh, Miami at 9 and 8. And, uh, New England at 8 and 9. And the Jets at 5 and 12. John, take me on JetBlue. Where am I going next? Let's go to the NFC North, baby. NFC North. Johnny's, Johnny's neck of the woods. All right. So before you give me your prediction... Uh, make your prediction with Aaron Rodgers playing for the Packers. Okay, good. So I'm glad you said that. Um, Green Bay. Right. Minnesota. Right. Chicago. Right. Detroit. Very nice. Two out of three. Good job. Packers at 12 and five winning division. Vikings at nine and eight. Okay. Bears at four and 13. Oof. And the Lions at three and 14. Okay. All right. So anything stand out to you there? Um... Nah, I think that's right on the money. I mean, poor Chicago, man. I mean, Chicago, <laughs> you're looking at the schedule. And we're saying that's Andy Dalton as a starting quarterback. Right, you're looking yeah. at the schedule for the Chicago Bears, and I just don't see a lot of wins on the schedule here. Washington's opening it up, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I see that. It's an eight-point lead, 42-34 with 9-13 to go in the second quarter. It was a big yam just now by whoever number one is for Washington. I can't read that, I don't think. Uh but look at this. Listen. So, I mean, listen. Now, you got Andy Dalton as the quarterback, right? Um, you're losing, they're losing to the Rams on Sunday Night Football in week one. It was Rui. Oh, was it? No, it was uh, Chandler Hutchinson, actually. That's who that was. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it looks like Rui. <laughs> um, I mean, listen. Their schedule is not a world-beating schedule at the beginning, right? They have teams like Cincinnati, Detroit, Vegas, right? But then it gets absurd, right? So, now... Truth be told, I could see them losing to Cincinnati at home. We're talking about Chicago? Yeah. I could yeah. see them losing to Vegas on the road. <laughs> yeah. I could see this happening, right? It's not like a... It wouldn't shock me if they lost to Cincinnati. Yeah, no, not at all. Right? But they're not beating the Rams. They're not beating the Browns. They're not beating the Packers or the Bucks or San Francisco or Pittsburgh or Baltimore or Arizona or Green Bay or Minnesota or Seattle or the Giants or Minnesota again. They're not beating those teams. No. Nah. They are. I don't care if Justin Fields is in a quarterback or if Hendon's in a quarterback. They're not beating those teams. And you know what? I think the smart thing to do. I mean, I don't even know if they're going to do it now. I think the smart thing to do would be to to really, like we said a couple weeks ago, look into trading Khalil Mack, look into trading Eddie Jackson, look into trading Allen Robinson, and just starting over. Completely. Yeah. Suck this year. Go four and thirteen. Get a top five pick. Let Fields play the last month of the season. You know? See what you have in them. See what you you know that you know they're gonna give him three or four years to develop, but you get a top five pick, you get a nice offensive tackle, you get a wide receiver, you get a shutdown corner, you know. Um oh actually, do they even have their first round pick? No, they don't. No they trade to the Giants. Yeah, oh my God, it gets even worse for them. Well, listen. So there's really no that's incentive. That's even more of an incentive to trade Khalil Mack or Eddie Jackson because then they theoretically could get that first round pick back. Yeah, of course. Khalil Mack, you're going to get a first for Khalil Right, Mack, you could get right? that first round pick back. So, I mean, it won't be theirs, so they mm-hmm. won't be picking in the top five per se, right? Because if they trade Khalil Mack or Allen Robinson, they're probably trading it to a contender. Yeah. Um, But... I just don't I don't see a lot of wins on that schedule for Chicago. I want to, and I think Fields is gonna be a good quarterback. And maybe two years down the line, we're talking about 
you know, Aaron Rodgers not in Green Bay anymore. Kirk Cousins not in Minnesota. Jared Goff, who the fuck knows? And all of a sudden, Justin Fields is now on the Bears, and they're like kind of the mainstay in the division. That I can see happening. It's not going to happen this year. It's probably going to happen next year. They're going to have we're going to have to wait a little bit for that to, to, for that to uh, to come to fruition. I think. Isn't that sad though about Chicago? All that talent the last few years, and it's well, just saddled you know, with bad quarterback play. Well, you know what? And that's why people say that the quarterback is the most important position in all of pro sports. Because you, in baseball, it's clearly about the team, right? Look at Mike Trout. Mike Trout's the best player. He's probably the most dominant player across all four major sports, right? And I'm including Patrick Mahomes. I'm including Steph Curry. Mike Trout is like literally so far and away better than every one of his competitors. It's sickening. Yet his team finishes under 500 every season. Why? Because the rest of his team sucks. Okay? The NBA. You're as good as your best player takes you. Okay? Not necessarily, it could be a center, it could be a point guard, it could be a small forward. It doesn't have to be a particular position. It's just a guy, mm-hmm. right? Washington has opened up a 16-point lead on Indiana, as we say that. <laughs> yeah, this is over. <laughs> the NHL, it's truly whatever team is the hottest at the end of the line, right? Yeah. That truly is. We've seen eight seeds and seven seeds go to the go to the Stanley Cup Finals. You just brought up a great point with Chicago. They've had an otherworldly defense, right? Uh, Dominant. Akeem Ayers. Jordan Hicks, Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson, amongst other Adrian Amos before he went to Green Bay, Kyle Fuller. They had offense. They had Montgomery. They had Allen Robinson. They had Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Right? They had these guys. And they had a coach that was an offensive, one of those offensive Andy Reid. Right. Matt Nagy. Right? Yeah. And... While they went to the playoffs last year, nobody they they were like they were like the fakest playoff team I've ever seen. Oh, of course. What held them back? Quarterback. Yeah. Think about that. Your whole team is ready to win, but the most important position on the football field is subpar so much that it drags down your whole team. That is why the most important position in sports is the quarterback. That is why you see the quarterback go number one, number two, number three, number four every single season. I mean, it is it is undoubtedly the most important position in sports. And it, and undoubtedly. It was, it was sad how they went up and, I mean, not to go over, you know, do revisionist history here, but they moved up one spot to go and get Mitchell Trubisky because they got okey-doke by San Francisco and Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes are in the same draft. Yeah, hey, let's... You live and you learn. You know, and then now they didn't want to make the same mistake. They trade a King's ransom to go up and get, you know, Justin Fields. Which I think was the right decision. Yeah, which is the right decision. But you know what's going to suck is if this team is as bad as you say they are and Matt Nagy's out the door. Ryan Pace is out the door. Gone. New regime comes in. Right. Is Justin Fields the guy? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Well, let's let that that play out. Yeah. So, again, NFC North, before we move on, we got Packers at 12 and 5, Vikings 9 and 8, Bears 4 and 13, Lions 3 and 14. John, take me on Delta. Where am I going next? All right, we are going to. Let's go to. Ha 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 ha. 
Let's go to the AFC West. Okay, AFC West. I'm so glad you brought that up. So, talk to me. One through four. What do you got? So, for the AFC West, I have... <laughs> go ahead. Oh, boy. This is when I'm going to shit on you, so go for it. I have... <laughs> if you have the Chargers winning division, t- say it. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say it's Chiefs one, Chargers two. Oh, man, this is tough. Denver three, Raiders four. Okay, almost. Close. Chiefs one at 15 and two. Oh, my God. Okay. Chargers two at eight and nine. Raiders three at seven and ten. Broncos four at six and eleven. Okay. Competitive a little bit there. <laughs> I do not know what the fuck you see in the Chargers. I don't. They are not. They're close. They're close. I, I, I mean, let's let's take a look at the Chargers schedule. And we're going to go game by game. I know we're not going to do this all night, but I want to do this with the Chargers because I listened to the podcast last week. And I was flabbergasted by what you guys were saying about the Chargers. Flabber, I couldn't believe it. So, let's go game by game. I'm ready. At Washington. To me, that's a loss. Okay. I own one. Versus Dallas. I think they could get take. I gave them a win there. That's one and one. Okay. At Kansas City, fat L. Yeah, one and two. One and two. Okay. Versus Vegas. Win. Two and two. Versus Cleveland. Is it home or away? Home. No. 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 Why? Explain to me how. I don't. How? <laughs> All right. They probably lose to Cleveland. They probably lose to Cleveland. Did you watch the Cleveland Browns last year? No, I know. They, they probably do lose to Cleveland. Okay. So was that two and three? Right. right. At Baltimore. I think they could steal that game. You're fucking crazy. No. At Baltimore. What do we wait, Joe? What do we think the fucking Baltimore Ravens are? They're here? not the they're not the Los Angeles Chargers are not better than the Baltimore Ravens. In what way? They have the better quarterback. What are you are you crazy? <laughs> I think they do. I think they have the better Are you sitting here right now and saying Justin Herbert's better than Lamar Jackson? Overall. If I needed to pick out of the two right now, yes. Right. Herbert's a better thrower of the football than Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson does more. I know, but the jig is up on Lamar. Come on. They went to the playoffs last year. They went to the AFC Divisional Round. How could you say that? Because, because I think that's just what it is. I think people know what he is now. But go ahead. Oh continue. I have them at two and four. All right. Then they have a bye. Okay. Then they play New England. That, that I think they can win that game. Okay, I'll give you the win there, right? So now we're three and four, okay? At Philly. I think that's a win there. Okay, four and four. Fair. Versus Minnesota. <sighs> I think they could win that game too. I don't think so. I think the Minnesota's defense is too tough. Cool. You're not giving your team enough credit. Uh, they have a good defense, man. We do have a good we have a good front um seven. The back end of our defense is a little to be desired. I give them a loss there. Okay. Now I can't wait to do this one. First Pittsburgh on Sunday Night Football. Win. <laughs> I'm serious. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have them losing that game. That puts them at four and six. At Denver. Win. Okay. You think they're going to beat Denver twice and Vegas twice? You think they're going to sweep... Two of their three division rivals. I think they split with the Raiders and beat Denver twice. 
Okay. I have a whole argument for this once we're done. Go ahead. Cincinnati at Cincinnati. That's a win. All right. Against the Giants at home. That's a loss for me. Okay. Chiefs loss at Houston win. Win. Right. So if I have them at four and six after Pittsburgh, you have them beating Denver five and six, beating Cincy six and six, losing to the Giants, losing to the Chiefs at so at six and eight. Beating Houston, beating Denver, and then losing to Vegas last week of the season because they split with Vegas. That's eight and nine. Go ahead. Make your argument, please, because I can't wait to hear this. So, first of all, the Chargers are probably one of the few teams the last two years that were in more games than they should have been but have lost due to clock management. Okay. Anthony Lynn is gone. Right, but they don't lose because of the coach doesn't play the game. I get that, but... The players play the game. Yes, but Anthony Lynn was notorious for bad clock management and bad play calls down the stretch. Last year, he did it numerous times. There was a game. I forgot which game it was, but it was clearly a throwing situation. He ran out the clock for like when they had a shot to win the game. It was just it didn't make any sense. It was a handoff to Austin Eckler. I don't remember the exact play, but I'm sure you could find it if you really wanted to. Like Anthony Lynn blunders on YouTube. He was a terrible coach. Great guy, terrible coach. He's gone. You have the quarterback in there who could be, uh, after this season, he could be like a pro bowler. I think he's a pro bowl quarterback. I think, all right, pro bowl, great. Pro bowl. Now, they Fuck did him. lose Hunter Henry. Well, Dol- Andy Dalton goes to the pro bowl. Who cares about the pro bowl? All right. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that Justin Herbert's an all pro yet. No, but is he? do you think he's going to throw for 4,000 yards and oh, 40 touchdowns? He could. I don't think he, that's in the cards this year. I don't think it's in the cards this year. Maybe the year after in year three, but not in year two. I would be shocked if it happened in year two. I mean, we've seen big year two jumps before, no? Yes, we have. <laughs> but I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> but um, yes, we've seen big year two jumps before. But where, again, let's just go over this again. You just said he lost Hunter Henry, right? Where did he get better? Where did they get better on offense? Who's replacing Hunter Henry? Um, nobody. Great. Okay, so that's one fucking target missing. Still, you has... can't trust Mike Williams to be there for a whole season. He no, gets hurt every year. Yeah, Keenan Allen's going to do his thing. Keenan Allen's a beast. We all, all know that. Already. Austin Eckler should be hopefully healthy the whole season. Right. If Eckler's healthy, that helps them. You know, I just I think he is one of those quarterbacks that can make the people around him better. I think that's what he showed last year. I mean, he made that one guy look like an absolute star. Who forgot his name? The really really fast wide receiver. I forget what his name is. Oh, was. my God. It was like something weird. Like, it wasn't Gibson. It was... I, I forgot what it was, but... He, Here's the thing about the Chargers, okay? The Chargers need to learn how to win. Okay? Yeah. I have seen too many games over the past... So many years. The one that sticks out is the game in Tennessee. Okay? You're on the one-yard line. You need to punch it in to win the game. Clock's winding down. Melvin Gordon, your best offensive player, gets the ball, and he coughs it up on the one-yard line. Fumble. Titans take over. Game over. Okay? That's a microcosm of what the Chargers are. The Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers we're talking about, are known for finding new ways to lose football games. Until that narrative changes, we... As a collective NFL fan base, cannot trust them to win close games. I need to physically see it before I could say, okay, I'm ready to buy on the Chargers. I, I, 
I'm not going in blindly and going like, you know what, Justin Herbert, you're going to turn everything around, man. We did that a couple of years ago with Baker Mayfield. You know what they did? <laughs> six, and ele- six and 10, five and 11. It wasn't until they shored up that offensive line and really got better with the running game that they really went to work. So we know, we know what a strict passing offense does in this league. And we know that Austin Eckler is primarily, uh, you know, uh, he's not really a running back per se. He's more of like a, you know, Darren Sproles type. He's going to catch 10 balls out of the backfield and he's going to have 10 catches for 85 yards and maybe he's cut a score here or there. Yeah. But he's not a running back. He's not your typical running back. I need to, I need to see it. I'm glad you buy in. I like Herbert. I think it's going to be good. I need to see it first. No, I get that. I need to see it. I get that. I just think getting rid of, like, firing Anthony Lidd, or I guess they parted ways. Um, I think that was the first step in figuring this out. Right. I'm not saying Anthony Lidd shouldn't have been fired. He should have been fired, oh, right? Yeah. yeah listen. Like, great guy. Great guy. But what just you said not was spot on, you know? But I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time. I have a really, really hard time sitting there. Well, watching a Charger game and with five minutes to go and the game's close, decided seven points or less, I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, man, I really think this team's going to close out. No, I, I don't. I, know. I, I need know. to see it first. I need to see it first. So that's the AFC West. Again, we got Chiefs 15 and two, Chargers eight and nine, Raiders seven and 10, Broncos six and 11. John, take me on American Airlines. Where am I going next? Let's go to the AFC North. AFC North, this will conclude the AFC. All right, one to four. Hit me. This one's tough. It is tough. This one was difficult. <sighs> oh, boy. I will say that first through third in this division are separated by three games. Each or total? Total. Wow. I'm going Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Cincinnati. Nailed it. I have the Browns winning the division at 10 and 7. Wow. Okay. I have Baltimore coming in second at 9 and 8. Pittsburgh coming in third at 7 and 10. Okay. And Cincinnati coming in last at 5 and 12. Okay. Now, um, one team that stands out to me out of that whole thing, I want you to explain how you, why you came to that conclusion. Okay. The Pittsburgh Steelers. At so this would be Mike Tomlin's first losing season of his career. Right. Now, I think it's fair to say that we've seen for years, a couple of years now, mm-hmm. we've seen the Steelers start to regress, especially Big Ben. Yes, 100%. Right? Everyone's going to say, oh my God, Joe, he threw for like 4,000 yards last year, threw 30 touchdowns. Great. That's fantastic. James Conner's gone. I don't know who's running the ball for them anymore. Najee Harris. Oh, that's right. They drafted Najee. But... um we don't know what he is, that though. Don't know what NFL, he is yet. So. Uh, you know, they got Juju back on a one-year deal. That's nice. It's just a typical for me. It's just a typical. It's just a typical teams getting older. Um, you know, changing in the guard type of deal. I think they may lose a couple of teams that they shouldn't yeah. this year. Um, let's go through the schedule really quick. At Buffalo. Um, I don't see that's a win. I think they beat Vegas. I think they beat Cincy. At Green Bay, I think they lose. That puts them at two and two. Beating Denver, that puts them at three and two. Losing to Seattle, has them at three and three. Losing in Cleveland puts them at three and four. Beating Detroit, 
Uh, beating the Chargers. I haven't beaten the Chargers. That puts them at five and four. <laughs> um, and then I have them going on a major skid. Because um, they got Cincinnati after that. Let's say they beat Cincinnati. That puts them at six and four. Six and four, yeah. Then I could theoretically see them losing the rest of the games in their schedule. And you know what? That's funny. Because I, last year they started off 11 and 0 because their schedule was soft as right. hell. Listen to the last six games of the schedule. Okay. Now I had to say, I said I had them at six and six and four. Six and four. Six and five. I can't remember what it was. Maybe six and five. Baltimore at home at Minnesota versus Tennessee at Kansas City versus Cleveland at, Bal- at Baltimore. That's tough. That's, That's not tough. easy. No. And if they get a split here with Baltimore, that puts them at seven and ten. If they lose all those games, that puts them at six and eleven. I don't think they'll lose all those games, but they're not beating Tennessee. I think Tennessee's miles better than they are. Um, I think they lose to Minnesota because it's in Minnesota. Yeah. I think they lose to Kansas City. Right, and let's say that they split with Cleveland and Baltimore. That puts them at eight and nine. I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't. I think they're regressing. I think, and like I said, I could see them losing to Cincinnati once. I could see them losing to. Um, I could see them losing to Vegas. I, I just see. I could see the Steelers are a team that we've seen a couple of years who have lost a couple of games. Where you're like, really, they lost that game. But then they've also beaten teams like, wow, they, 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 they won that game? It's like, holy shit. Yeah, they're one of those teams. I don't know if they're going to have those. Oh, wow, they won that game this year? I don't think they're going to have those this year. Yeah, I think Ben puts them in a tough spot. I don't man. know if they're going to win those games this year. I, I think I think you're going to start to see the decline of the Steelers this year. I do. I actually have them missing out of the playoffs this season. Yeah. I do. And it's sad, you know what? Because I think... Uh, All good things come to an end. No, of course. I mean, they were dominant for so long, but... I think this is a product of – so you know what this reminds me of a little bit with Pittsburgh really quick before we move on? I just want to say this. You remember when the Yankees held on to Derek Jeter like way longer than they should have? <laughs> like he was just so done like after a while. Like those last two years were just rough. You know? know. Or like or like the Lakers with Kobe those last two years. Like they were rough, man. You know, the Achilles injuries and then he came back and it's like – he just had the goodbye tour, you know. I right. think with the Steelers, it's Ben is just there. This is year two of like he should have been out of the league already. Well, I mean, listen, he put up numbers last year, so he would he would, and I know other Steeler fans would have a lot to say about that. But I think the way they ended the season last year, it was tough to watch, and the way that they performed in the playoff game last year, um, I think that may carry over into the season. Yeah. I do. 100%. I think I it agree. may carry over into the season. Um, so one more time, we got Cleveland at 10 and 7, Baltimore at 9 and 8, Pittsburgh at 7 and 10, and the Bengals 5 and 12. John, we got three divisions left. We got the NFC East, the NFC South, and the NFC West. Where do you want to go? Let's go to the NFC West really quick. NFC West. Okay. Shoot. All right. Rams. Right. Oof. I'm going to go Rams, 49ers, Seattle, Arizona. Flip-flop Seattle and, flip-flop Seattle and Frisco. Here's what I got. Now, okay. you ready for this? Yeah. You ready for this? this di- okay, so before you say this, this division at one point last year, each team was what, 6-2? and two? Okay, you ready for this? It's tough. Rams, 12-5. and five. Seahawks, 11-6. and six. Niners, 10-7. and seven. 
Cardinals nine and eight. Wow. Each team above five hundred. I have okay. each team above five hundred. Each team above five hundred. Um, I heard what you gotta say about the Rams. I agree. But I think there's a couple of more losses on that schedule than you think there are. I had them at we had them at fifteen and two. I don't. Yeah. Um I think let me give you the games I think that they're going to lose before we talk about anybody else. I think they could lose in Indianapolis in week two. Uh, I think they could lose against Tampa, but I do have them beating Tampa Bay. Um, I think they lose in Seattle. Okay. Um, I think they lose in San Francisco. Okay. I think they lose in Green Bay. And I think they lose, what is that, four losses? It's four. I think they lose in Baltimore. So you have them winning all the games that they should win and then losing the games that you would on paper see them losing, but yeah, they could go either way. Right. Yeah. So I, I think they're a 12 and five football team. I could easily see them going 13 and four. I could easily see them going 13, uh, 14 and three. Um, Do you think they're the second best team in the NFC? Just, just while we're here talking about it. Yes. I agree. On paper, I think they are um, simply because they have a team that, Offensively has skill wise a top ten quarterback. Skill wise. They have a nice receiving core. Not a great one. They mm-hmm. have a nice one. Their offense has gotten a little old in the sense that um Robert Woods is older. Uh Matthew Stafford is much older than Jared Goff. Um, Cooper Cup is coming off an injury, so add a couple of years to that. They lost Gerald Everett. Uh, lost Gerald Everett. Um, Tyler Higby's been there now for a couple of years. So their offense isn't getting younger. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a fantasy guru, uh, I would buy high on Cam Akers this season. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, but there's no denying that when you have the best defensive tackle in the history of the sport and you have the best cover cornerback on the same team, you're going to be pretty good. Yeah. Ramsey takes away a half of the field. He takes away your top receiver. Trust me, I know. Okay? He takes away your best receiver. On the football field. When you have that combination and Aaron Donald demanding a double team every single snap. And sometimes he beats those double teams. More often than not, he does. (laughs) Freak. That defense is going to wreak havoc. And they're going to give that offense short fields. And I think you're going to see Stafford throw the ball a lot this year. I think McVeigh is going to unleash his expanded playbook, something he couldn't do with Jared Goff. Yeah, he he pursued Matthew Stafford heavily. Right. I think he 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 wants to open up his playbook. Do not be shocked. The Rams have been more of a middle of the field slot slants type of team the past couple of years with Goff. 
I expect them to be more of a deep threat team this year. Oh, hell yeah. I expect them to be more of a, you know, uh, stop and go burner type. They did. 2-2 Atwell is going to be a late flyer guy in fantasy that you may want to stash. Or don't forget, they also got Deshaun Jackson in free agency. But again, older aging guy. Van Jefferson is still Uh, there second year. They are a team that is looking to win now. Yeah. Um, 100% looking to win now. Um. I don't think they have a better offense in Green Bay. I don't think they have a better offense in Tampa Bay. I don't think they have a better offense in Dallas. Um, I don't even think they have the best offense in their division, personally. Um, But that defense is no fucking joke. That defense is no fucking joke. They are easily, easily the best defense in the league. Not even close. Best defense in the league. That defense will win them games by their by themselves. Yeah. 100%. So, based off that, um, I think that it's going to be very important for them to have home field advantage in the playoffs. Yes. If they don't, much like last year, I think if they play the Packers in their home building, they win. But because they go to Green Bay, I think they lose. I thought they were going to lose. And they ended up losing. Yeah. So, interesting take on the Rams. What do you think about Seattle, Frisco, and Arizona all finishing above 500? <laughs> so, Arizona just winning one more game than they won last year. Yeah, is right. Very fitting. Um, I think that gets the, that, that Cliff Kingsbury. I think that gets him fired. Do you um, really? Yeah. I just, how many times are you going to finish 500 or just kind of? That division is fucking stacked, though. I know. But. Seattle, I could see kind of falling off a little bit this year. Um, I don't think they got much better on defense. And if anything, they lost. Right. They lost Shaq Griffin to the boys. Yeah. And they lost Carlos Dunn. Oh, no. Carlos Dunn went back, right? Yes. Yeah, he did. Um, and then Frisco. Frisco is an interesting one because Frisco just wasn't healthy last year. Not at all. And if Jimmy G, I mean, Jimmy G, I think, is the starter for uh, like opening day. I think he's a starter. Oh, um, uh, yeah. I don't yeah. think you see. Um, I think the only starters you're going to see on week one for rookie quarterbacks are going to be Trevor Lawrence um, and Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, But Frisco, man, if they come back healthy, when they were healthy, they were a Super Bowl team. So, right. I mean, but again, I they're one of those teams. I think they're going to go as far as Jimmy G takes them. Yeah. So they, I could see them making a switch late if, you know. I mean, listen, don't forget, San Francisco, I mean, different coaching, but like 6-0, and they had uh, Alex Smith. I know. He had a concussion, and then they bring in Colin Kaepernick just to switch it up, and then they get to the Super Bowl. So, no, I hear you. I mean, you I never know. know if history repeats itself. Listen, but. I have them at 10-7. and seven. Um, I think, uh, again, there's So wait, do you think three teams come out of that division to go to the playoffs? So we're going to do that afterwards, but just as a teaser, yes, I do. Okay, all right. I do. Um, so again, Rams 12-5, and five, Seahawks 11-6, and six, Niners 10-7. and seven. Cardinals nine and eight. <clears throat> All right, John, we got two more left. All right, let's NFC go NFC East and then NFC South. Let's save the hometown for the last. We're gonna go NFC South. NFC South. All right, hit me with your best shot. What do you got? Uh, this one, I'm going. Hmm. I'm going Buccaneers. Right. Falcons. Ooh. Saints. Panthers. Uh, I do have Bucks. Saints. Falcons. Panthers. Okay. I have Bucks at 13 and 4, okay. getting the top seed in the NFC. Saints at 8 and 9, 
Okay. Um, Falcons at five and twelve, and the Panthers at four and thirteen. It's a tough look for Atlanta. Well, first new head coach. Uh, I don't think they got better on defense at all. No, not at all. Um, more of the same. Apparently, it came out today that they want to trade Julio Jones. Oh yeah, they've been. That's been. Um, so if Julio's there, I don't care what you do. You're not going to be better offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think they're really that much to talk about there. The thing about um, the Panthers are interesting. I went through their schedule, and I wanted them to be better. Yeah, but they're just not. Um, they're going to put up points this year, I think. Uh, with CMC being healthy, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, um, Sam Darnold now that the quarterback position. I think they're going to put up points, but I don't think they could stop anybody. I think they might have the worst defense in the fo- in football this year. Yeah, they're pretty possible. bad. Um, I don't think there's really much to write home about. And, you know, they got to play the Bucks twice. The Falcons still put up a lot of points offensively. Um, and the Saints, the Saints I have is a typical 500 team. They just had Drew Brees. They what? They went what? Like fucking 11 and 5 last year, 12 and 4. You take Brees away from that offense, I think they're a 500 football team. Um we went we went over it at the beginning. I think you know, they didn't get better on defense. They lost Emmanuel Sanders on offense. Um I think they're a 500 team surely because of their coach, Sean Payton. He's going to find ways to win. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, they're going to uh, – I would not be surprised in going into next offseason. Remember, this is a team that was dead last in salary cap last year. They had to do magical things to get under the cap. They ended up losing Trey Hendrickson, uh, who I thought was a vital piece of that defense. Yep. Um, I would not be surprised in going into next offseason after missing the playoffs next year if they start to uh, if they start to ship everybody out and start over. Listen, the Saints have had a really nice run. Uh, they got a Super Bowl out of it. Could argue they should have gotten maybe one more. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but listen, they won one while he was there. Um, and Saints fans have been treated to a bevy of years in the playoffs. Uh, granted, they've had some very heartbreaking losses in the playoffs. Oh, they have. Huh? Minnesota Miracle. Kyle Rudolph push off. Yeah, right? <laughs> That garbage call in the NFC Championship game against the Rams. Oh, that was... Um, oh, my God. That was terrible. So, they've had some heartbreaking losses. But, you know, uh, as I say to Patriot fans all the time, it's not every day you get a Hall of Fame quarterback to walk through those doors for 15 years. So, you've enjoyed it. Now it's time to come back to reality and join the rest of us peons who, yeah. you know... Uh, don't have like a Hall of Fame quarterback at the helm and just trying to get by. So at least well, I'll have fun watching Jameis Winston throw thirty-five touchdowns and thirty-two interceptions. Amazing, love it. Uh, <laughs> Keeps you on the edge of your seat every game. There's really nothing to write home about, though. The Buccaneers are the clear favorite of that division. There's really nothing to go home based off that clear favorite, and I, I think the NFL oh, yeah. to repeat. And then in the NFC East, finally, uh, okay, tell me what's your best shot. What do you got? This one, this one's tough because I was is, already thinking about this. It is tough. <sighs> Oh, man. You're going to hate me for this one. Talk to me, baby. I'm going Washington. Okay. Giants. Ooh. Cowboys. Um, Eagles. Eagles. So I do have Washington one, 
Dallas two, Giants three, and the Eagles four. I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, um, and we'll go over it. I have Washington winning division on a tiebreaker at ten and seven. Wow! Okay. I also have the Cowboys going ten and seven. Um, again, assuming Dak is healthy, mm-hmm. um, I think they're going to be better on defense initially because Dan Quinn's a good defensive coordinator. Was not a good head coach, but he's a good defensive coordinator. I cannot underestimate the addition of Jabril Cox and Michael Parsons to that defense. I still think they're a major liability on the back end. Yes. But if they get enough pressure on the quarterback, that does tend to make your secondary look a little bit better than it actually is. So I think they're going to be slightly better. But everybody tends to forget what Dallas was doing offensively before Dak got hurt last year. Uh, They were putting up pretty historic numbers. So uh, assuming Dak is healthy and he's himself, um, I could see them winning just based off the offensive side of the football. I want to go over the Giants schedule because I have them at 6-11. and 11, And Ooh, it does okay. seem a little harsh. A little bit. Because uh, it's pretty much the same exact record they had last year. But, and I do have the Eagles going 3-14. and 14. One of the worst. The top, what, three picks? I just don't think they're very good. No, nah, I don't think so. Either. But let me go over the Giants schedule. And like I said, I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. But I look at this schedule for the Giants and... I remember they're playing a second place schedule this year because they came in second place last year. Okay. So we got Denver at home. I got that as a win. At Washington, I have that as a loss. I got Atlanta, a win. At New Orleans, a loss. At Dallas, a loss. That's two and three. I have Carolina, a win. It's three and three. I have at KC, a loss. Three and four. Versus Vegas, a win, four and four, then a bye at Tampa, loss, four and five. Versus Philly, win, five and five. At Miami, loss. At the Chargers, loss. Versus Dallas, loss. Um, so they're five and five and eight. Five and eight. At Philly, win. Six and eight. And then I have them losing to Chicago and Washington. Now, they swept Washington last year. Yeah. Um, I think Washington has a better quarterback this year in Fitzpatrick. I think he's better than what they had last year. Okay. The combination of Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith, who was a shell of himself, um, and Taylor Heineke, I think Fitzpatrick is definitely going to stabilize that offense a little bit. Yeah. I think they're better. Um you know, as I look at the schedule, I could definitely see the Giants maybe winning another game or two in the schedule. Oh, Chicago. Maybe going 8-9, and 7-10. and ten. Again, but the Giants, very similar to the Chargers. I need to see it. Yeah. You know, the Giants now for five to six, seven years have been a team that whenever we think they're going to turn a corner, they fall flat on their face. And that's kind of been the narrative with them a little bit. So, you know... That December schedule, you know, at Miami, at L.A. Chargers versus Dallas, at Philly, um, that's not easy. And, yes, Philly's bad. But the Giants, I don't think the Giants have swept Philly in a long time. No, no. So 
while we have the Philly Delphi Eagles going three and fourteen, they got to win. They have to find wins somewhere. And uh, you know, when it comes to rival rivalry games, throw everything out the window. Yeah. So, you know, I hope the Giants prove me wrong. I'd love to see the Giants back in the playoffs. I Definitely think. on an upward trajectory. Absolutely on a trajectory. I think Joe Judge is a good coach. Um, but I, I, I mainly have them going 6-11 and 11 because I haven't seen it yet. I need to mm. see it. If I start to see that they win a game they shouldn't win on paper, like if I see them beat the L.A. Rams at home, like they beat Seattle in Seattle last year, and I was like, damn. Yeah, that's a, like a shocker. Like, okay. Oh, shit. Like, okay. So if I see them beat the L.A. Rams at home, if I see them beat the Cowboys in Dallas, I'm like, okay. All right, I'll start to believe a little bit. You know, that, 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 that that's fine. I'll take that. Yeah. But I need to see it first. Fair enough. So really quick, before we transition into our uh, into something else, into our Legends preview, really quick, AFC East, Bills 13 and 4. Dolphins nine and eight, Pats eight and nine, Jets five and twelve. I have the Bills as the two seed, the Dolphins as the six seed, and the Patriots as the seven seed at eight and nine. Wow. Okay. AFC North, the Browns winning division at ten and seven as the number four seed. The Ravens as the number five seed at nine and eight. The Steelers finishing seven and ten. The Bengals five and twelve. The AFC South, the Titans. With the number three seed going twelve and five, the Jaguars eight and nine, the Colts seven and ten, the Broncos six and eleven, in the AFC West, the Chiefs fifteen and two is the number one seed, the Chargers eight and nine, the Raiders seven and ten, and the Broncos six and eleven. The reason the Patriots get the number seven seed over Jacksonville and the Chargers is because in my standings. <clears throat> I have the charge. I have the Patriots beating both the Chargers and the Jaguars head to head during that season, okay. giving them the tiebreaker. Okay. In the NFC East, we have the Washington Football Team going ten and seven, winning that division. Uh, they split with Dallas, but have a better uh, NFC East record, so I give them the, the the crown. The Cowboys get the number seven seed at ten and seven. The Giants six and eleven. The Eagles three and fourteen. The Packers the number two seed at twelve and five. The Vikings nine and eight missing out of the playoffs by a game. Sorry, pal. Bears four and thirteen. Lions three and fourteen. And then I got the Bucks at thirteen and four. They're the number one seed. The Saints eight and nine. The Falcons five and twelve. The Panthers four and thirteen. And then the loaded NFC West. The Rams get the three seed at twelve and five because I had them losing in Green Bay as a tiebreaker, losing the tiebreaker to the Packers. The Seahawks at eleven and six as the five, and the Niners. At ten and seven as the six seed, and the Cardinals for the second year in a row missing out on the playoffs at nine and eight by a game. Oof. It's a tough look. Tough look. Way too early standings predictor complete. Stick with us. We have five minutes quickly to go over what the legend series will be, who our first week is gonna consist of. And how we're going to do it. We'll be right back, folks. Hey, y'all. Spencer Blinn, the producer for Perfect Spiral Podcast. And you're listening to my band, Hollow Choir's new song, What You Want. Available now on Spotify. What you want. All 
All right, everybody, before we get out of your hair tonight, John and I are going to discuss the highly anticipated Legend series where we are going to break down our top 11 players, both active and non-active. Not only players, though, Joe. Oh, head coaches as well. We're doing head coaches and teams. Uh, Head coaches and teams. We're doing head coaches, teams, and players. Uh, At each position, doing 11 guys. There's 11 guys on each side of the football field. Um. And I believe our first week, we're going to do the divas of the group, as they are so often called. The wide receivers will be first on deck for our Legend Series. John, who are you looking to see in our top 11 for wide receivers? Give the, give the folks a couple of names who we know are going to be there. Okay. A couple of names that, I, that we're definitely going to discuss. Randy Moss. Right. Terrell Owens. Okay. Jerry Rice. Gotcha. Julio Jones. I don't know about that, but we'll see about that. Calvin Johnson. I'll give you Calvin. Larry Fitzgerald. Okay, I'll give you Larry. Tory Holt. You're for, see, this is, I'm so glad we're doing this. <laughs> because what about guys like Lynn Swan? What about guys like Chris Collinsworth? What about guys like Michael Irvin? Michael Irvin is in there, yes. Right. What about guys like Fred Bolitnikoff? You know, like older guys that need to get that recognition. They're just because they played in the seventies doesn't mean they weren't good. They weren't bad receivers. Well, let's see. Steve Largent, Hall of Fame wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. You know, like all those guys I just mentioned, they're all better than Julio Jones. Every single one. (laughs) I piss on Julio Jones. (laughs) Well, let's see if they make the cut. I mean, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna just we're gonna break down every. We're gonna break down. We're going to do a collective. We're not doing yeah. our each. We're going to no, do a yeah, perfect spiral, 11, uh, 11 greatest. We're going to come up with a formula as to why those guys are better or greater than each one. And that formula will include stuff like Hall of Fame, statistics, all pro, Super Bowls, all pro, who won a Super Bowl, who didn't win a Super Bowl. You know, stuff like that. Did they play on winning teams? Did they not play on winning teams? So Antonio Brown was another name. Uh, stop. I'm not discussing this right now. <laughs> um, so that's going to be really fun. That is going to go through, I believe, to training camp, right? About August, right? So um, we're going to be exclusively talking about the Legend Series every week. Um, if there's a big story that comes out, we will mention it on the pod. Yeah, of course. Uh, either at the very beginning or the very end, but primarily we're going to be going over the legend series and we will also be live tweeting, uh, our legends as they are counted down, um, on the pod when we're recording live. Uh, we're going to try to get it to do maybe like a, maybe a live stream or a Twitch yeah, we're during gonna, that. I think we're going to try to do... Oh, phone drop. We're going to try to do... Uh, I think at some point during this... Because we were we were contemplating getting like live video up and running of, of the pod. Because a couple of people have actually requested that. That we put a video of us recording the pod on YouTube. Um, we are looking into that and how to do that. Um, so, I mean, that could be something that launches during Legend Series. Um, that would be fun. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We get that going. That'd be great. And, uh, you know, it's um, something that me and John are both looking forward to. Um, it's just another way for us to draw some more fans. So if you have people who you think should be in the top 11 for the wide receivers 
Uh, please tweet us at PSP Pod. Hit us up at the Perfect Spiral uh, Gmail at Perfect Spiral Perfect Spiral Pod at gmail.com. Um, hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Facebook. Let us know who you think should be on the legends list. Um, and no, Jose, Mike Evans will not be there at all. Um, he's not even in the discussion or the conversation. No, nah, nah, not yet. Um, to all my Giant fans, Plaxico Barris or Armani Toomer will not be on the list either. And to all my Jet fans, uh, Wayne Krebet will also not be there. So he will not be there. Even though breaking hearts already. I love Jimmy Smith. He's my favorite Jaguar of all time. He probably won't make that list either. So um that should be fun. John, anything to add about the Legend series? I know you're really no, excited about I'm, it. I'm excited about it. I, I'm excited to do our definitive breakdown and see how through the years it changes. You know? Oh yeah, man. Like to see how like certain guys climb the rankings, you know, maybe there's like an alteration here or there. Um and I'm excited to see how we can really expand this with with the Legend series and see how we could be more interactive and do more stuff on Twitter, TikTok, maybe some breakdowns. No, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited for it. I mean, listen, we're gonna it's gonna be fun. Uh, I believe. I don't think I'm spoiling anything here, but I believe we're maybe have some new intro music for the Legend series. Is that right? Yeah, Spencer, uh, our wonderful producer, and and if just just so I, I just have to say this, sure, um, the song. That he puts the his ad for that song is incredible. Oh, it's sick! It's amazing. Make sure you're giving that shit a listen on, tw- oh on my Spotify, God. folks. It, it, it is his. That's that's Spencer's magnum opus. That that song is amazing, and Spencer's a, a hell of an artist. He is a hell of a creator. That kid. Um, but yes, he is already hard at work on new music. Um, I've already heard the first sample. It was pretty good. But we, uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. It's gonna it's gonna feel like a little bit of a different pod. It's gonna have a different a different vibe to it. So. Yeah, it'll be fun, man. Listen, it was great to be back here. I'm glad that we are back on the horse, the perfect spiral horse. This was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Not for anything to talk about. We took up about an hour and 15 minutes of everybody's time. So make sure you give us a listen here, um, wherever you find your podcasts. And uh, for Johnny McCarthy, he's a newly married man, Joe Miglio. We'll see you all next week for the introduction and the inaugural episode of the Legend Series. See you all next week at PSP. Out.